Hello, my friends, and welcome to the More You Know podcast. This is Noelle Ames speaking, and today I'm going to talk about my personal pregnancy experience. This is going to be a long podcast because there's a lot of different things that I want to dive into a little bit deeper, and I just want to start off by saying every single pregnancy is different, right? Because every single body is different, but also the same body going through multiple pregnancies will be different as well. So take what I say as my experience and, you know, you could have some of these happen through your pregnancy, but a lot of them couldn't happen. You could have different things that happen that I didn't have happen. So yeah. I'm just going to go into my experience and trimester by trimester, just break it down and dive in. So I'm going to start out with how we found out. We were not planning on having a kid or actively trying. We have talked about having kids. We were always excited about having kids, Um, but Ryan is in law school, so we were planning on waiting a little bit longer. But to be honest, we were like, when it happens, it happens. (laughs) Now, if you know our story, that's kind of been how our story has gone. Um, I hate even saying that we weren't planning because a few years ago, I kind of just stopped planning out my life like I still make goals for myself and I still have a vision and like you know I know what my purpose is and I still very much dream but I let go of that like planning part where I felt like I actually could plan my life because I realized that you know you can just take a step back and look at your life and be like wow a lot of this is out of my control and the more that I let go in my own personal life the better it got Like the last few years, I've really, really let go of like being like, I have total control of my life and this is how it should go. And this is, this is exactly how it should go. And if it doesn't go like this, I'm not going to be happy. I let go of that. And then all of a sudden, all of these things happened in my life that made me happier than anything I could have ever planned for myself, if you know what I mean. So For example, like I met the love of my life and a few months later we were engaged. We fell in love at first sight, which is I would have never even thought that was possible for me and or anybody. (laughs) I didn't even think that was real. And then a few months later, we're engaged. We went on a road trip. He engaged. He um, proposed at the end of it. And then we were married a few months later and then we're expecting our baby a few months later. So again, didn't plan any of this. But it was the plan for my life. Like, that's just what I believe. I believe in God. So I just, I know that this was the plan for my life. And the more that I can just take a step back and experience my life and be fully present with what is actually happening rather than trying to plan it out, the happier that I am. So here I am, pregnant, 24 years old, expecting my first baby boy and how we found out. So... I went on a trip to LA. I earned this trip through my job and I had been a few days late on my period. So I went on the trip and my instinct was like, I have to go get a pregnancy test. Like I just have to. So I went and got two of them, took both of them. And this was my first experience with a pregnancy test. So I was like, oh, they're negative. Little did I know that apparently if there's even just a tiny second line, it may mean that you're pregnant. Now, I thought that that second line was so faint, like you could barely see it, that I was like, oh, that's just like how it comes in the box, right? Like before it gets filled in, that's like what it looks like. Um, apparently not. <laughs> Anyways, I sent Ryan a picture of these two pregnancy tests and I was like, nope, we're not having a baby. And like literally in the picture, you can see that you can't even see the second line. He's like, oh, okay, you know, like all good. And so then I go on with my, my trip and then I get home and I'm like, okay, like my period has been very consistent through my entire life. Like it's still not here. I definitely need to take another pregnancy test. And Ryan and I are super close and super like open with each other. I don't know how women like do these like reveals, like pregnancy reveals to their partner because like there was no way that I wasn't going to tell him that I was taking a pregnancy te- pregnancy test. Like he had to know. <laughs> um so he's sitting outside of the bathroom and I take the pregnancy test and boom, 
it is a strong second line. Like there is no mistake in this. And so I just ran out, we hugged, we were like, holy crap, like obviously like freaking out because we just found out that we're having a kid and just super, super excited. Like I said, we weren't planning in that moment having a kid, but like it, we were so open to whenever it happened, it happened and it happened. So here we are pregnant. <laughs> um and it's so cute like not to dive super deep into it but ryan has always wanted to have kids and he is like gonna be the best dad ever he's already so excited and it's just gonna be so cool to see him as a dad like i am exploding um anyways so then the next step was kind of like the mental transition now i want to dive a little bit deeper into this because i think there's a lot of shame around this like i don't know there's a lot of like different narratives that are going on in like the motherhood pregnancy arena that I'm not down with and this is one of them like I I feel like we're just like pretending or trying to pretend like these normal emotions and these normal like adjustments that happen as a woman becomes a mother are just like should be hidden and shouldn't be talked about and shouldn't even be experienced when they're experiencing or they're happening for a lot of people. So like, why are we not talking about it? And why aren't we accepting it? And it's just kind of bogus to me. So this is one of them. Obviously, like, yes, the baby is being born, but so is a mother, right? Like for the first time, a mother is being born. That is a huge transition, like huge. And so because we weren't planning, I obviously went through this transition in the first trimester. So this was the first thing I kind of went through. And it was just like a letting go of the past life and entering a new one. And I really do look at it like that because um, like up until this point, I've been totally independent, right? I've been a child, (laughs) like maybe an older child, but I've been this, you know, doing everything on my own terms, totally in control of my time, you know, just winging it, right? Just going with the flow. And now I'm entering a new chapter where there's going to be a being, a human being that is totally dependent on me. And so that's a huge transition, right? And then that manifests in so many different ways. Like a lot of what you did in your past life, you will no longer be able to do And there's going to be a lot of things that you now are required to do that you weren't required to do in the past. So uh, I would say that the best thing that I did with this transition was not keep it inside. And I just I just sat Ryan down. I was like, let's talk about this. Like, let's talk about what's about to happen. And he is just uh, he's just so amazing. And it's so it's just so beautiful to have someone like have a partner that meets you where you're at and doesn't like again shame you for what you're what you're thinking and what you're experiencing but just like opens up the conversation and meets you where you're at and like digests it with you so we just sat there for a while and just like digested what was about to happen and ultimately what we came to was like all of the things that we can't do in quotations like you can do a lot more than you think when you have kids um but all the things that like we have to let go of in some respect are things that we never really enjoyed in the first place, right? Like I like to go out, but I don't need to go out all of the time. And I never really enjoyed it that much. I don't really need to stay up late. I love getting up early. Um, There's just so many different things that I won't be able to do that I didn't really enjoy in the first place and now I kind of have an excuse not to do them um so and then like I was thinking like every time that we do get to you know go on a date night together or go out with our friends like we're gonna be so much more present and grateful and just fully there with that experience because we only get it every once in a while whereas we were doing that whenever we wanted and I would say that we took it for granted, right? We we weren't fully present or appreciative of when we did those things because they came all of the time. But now because we, you know, do have to adjust our schedule a little bit, we're going to be so much more present and like just fully alive in those experiences when they do happen. And that's beautiful. And I'm so down for that. So anyways, we just went through the mental transition of, 
you know, being young parents, not really having anyone in our lives that are having kids at the same time, making this transition kind of by ourselves and just what that looks like. And it was just so good to just talk it through because like I said, ultimately we got to the other side and we're like, we're so ready for this. We're, you know, already wanting to make a lot of these different changes but now this baby is kind of inspiring us to do that um and and kind of forcing us to do that in a beautiful way so um yeah even if you've just seen my life unravel after we found um out we were pregnant like there's something about a baby that's just like oh crap like I need to get my shit together not like necessarily for the baby but yeah for the baby but in a way that's like for me it was like I can't be doing anything that I don't want this baby to learn from, right? Like I'm, if I'm not living my truth, like I need to get going because he's going to learn from what I do, not just what I say, right? So there was a lot of things that I let go of just right away and transitioned and changed because I was like, I need to like get in alignment with like who I want this man to see. Like I want him to I don't want to have to be like pointing my finger and and saying these things. Like I want him just to learn from my example. And I had already been really doing that. But like it was crazy how much, um, you know, just fell into place after I found out I was having a baby. It was like all these things I was like dabbling with. Like should I do? Should I not do? Just were like, nope, you're doing it because you have no other choice. Like it was so beautiful. And I can't wait for him to continue to do that throughout my entire life because I know that kids, babies, having kids is the like highest calling and it's really, it's not just to teach them, but we learn so much as parents and they're like this big educational experience that we can have and spiritual experience, emotional experience, like we can learn so much through caring for our kids that I'm so excited for, like I am here for it. (laughs) anyways let's dive a little bit deeper I told you guys this was gonna be long um so the next things that I went through were the morning sickness so like I said I um went on a trip to LA came back we found out and then of course the next weekend Ryan has a guy's trip it was a bachelor party um And so he leaves and goes out of state as soon as my morning sickness hits like a freaking brick. You guys, I called my best friend and I was like, you need to get over here right now and take care of me. I need crackers, even though I can't eat them. And I need whatever you want when you're hungover, bring it to me now. (laughs) I had her grab a bucket and sit it next to the couch and I did not move from the couch. Um... It is intense. It's not just in the morning. I don't know how they get away with even calling it that because morning sickness knows no time. And honestly, I would very much rather be hungover because first off, you earned that shit. Second off, you know that there's going to be an end, right? With every hangover, you're like, okay, I just need electrolytes. I need some good hearty food and some rest and I'm going to feel better. Morning sickness you don't know when that's going to end. I am very grateful that mine was only for like a week or so, but some some women experience this for months, if not their whole pregnancy. Like, I don't know how women have another kid after that because <laughs> it is so intense. Um, anyways, again, like I only had it for a week, but man, morning sickness is the real deal. Another thing I experienced right away was very intense smells so you your smell like heightens a lot and like literally if you're in the bathroom you feel like you're in the toilet (laughs) but also if you're going on a walk and there's flowers you feel like you're inside of the flower it's really cool if you think about it but like one time stoney jumped on my lap and i was like ryan she smells so bad and he's like what I can't even smell her and I'm like oh my god get her off me get her off me I can't smell her (laughs) I was like have we bathed her ever in her entire life (laughs) Uh, yeah I'm super dramatic if you haven't if you haven't noticed anyways the next thing that we went through were the hormones oh my gosh (laughs) okay I'm all for like 
managing your mind and meditation and yoga and all of that great stuff but like when it comes to pregnancy hormones like all of that goes out the window like I'm I am over here trying to say that like you just gotta strap in sister and take the ride because there honestly resisting these emotions made it worse for me than just like accepting the fact that I'm gonna be hormonal for however long like resisting it just made it it was like okay I'm sad but now I'm sad that I'm sad and I'm mad that I'm sad and so why like I'm just making it worse right you're not like by resisting it you're not stopping it you're literally just adding more emotions onto what's already happening and that doesn't make anything better so I just decided okay I'm just going to ride these waves. Obviously, I'm going to try my best not to like project these hormones onto anyone else, aka Ryan, but sometimes that might just happen because these are intense and nothing like I've ever experienced before. I would look I would really just describe them as waves because you'd be like super high, like obnoxiously high and then super low and just, you know, up and down and up and down. So those are real. Mine ended up kind of equaling out and I felt more like myself in like the second trimester. First trimester was a whirlwind. And with these hormones, I got pregnancy acne. So one, some women get like the glowing skin. I haven't met anyone that has. <laughs> but I got the pregnancy acne. Now it was all on my chin. So like my jawbone up to like my temples and it was so intense, very, very inflamed. It never came to the surface, but it was just like these red, horrible dots all over my face that were just painful. And I want to dive into this a little bit because what this taught me was that, first off, I am not ever grateful enough for my clear skin that I've had my entire life. And I have so much empathy for people that walk around with chronic acne their entire lives that can't have done everything that they possibly can and could not get rid of it because again I am all for loving yourself and loving your body and not letting your appearance dictate your worthiness I am there for that but when it comes to acne I am like wow that is a battle that is hard right like it's easy to love yourself when you don't like when you other things are a lot easier than having acne all over your face. Like I'm saying, you still are worthy, obviously, of experiencing love, happiness, joy, and belonging. But when your face is full of acne, it's really hard to look in the mirror and be like, oh, I love this. Like, this is awesome. And then also like going out in public, I just felt myself feeling all these emotions and having all these thoughts like, stay small, don't go out, stay at home. When you do go out, don't speak up because it was just like my psyche was telling me to hide because of these this acne that I couldn't control. And all over here like, wow, like obviously this is hard to do during pregnancy, but think about all the people that deal with this their entire lives. Like, holy crap, I just have so much so much appreciation for you and like wow like you guys are doing some amazing work because that is hard very hard um and so then like the rest of the first trimester was kind of just like figuring out the do's and don'ts of pregnancy right you have to adjust how you eat you have to adjust like the workouts that you do kind of everything in your life you kind of have to like pay more attention to which I think is really cool because like I said or I don't know if I've said this, but sorry, I just burped. <laughs> um, I just love this part of it. And also it was annoying because like, obviously I couldn't do hot yoga. Um, and I couldn't do as intense workouts, which were really like medicine to me. But other than that, I really loved how much attention I was Again, it was like for this baby was like forcing me to pay attention to like all the products that I used and put on my skin. Like, are these good? Are these toxic? Like, are they healthy for me? Because like, if they're not healthy for the baby, they're probably not healthy for me either, right? So I switched a lot of the products I was using and 
I looked into my nutrition really in depth to find out what I needed to be eating in order to keep this baby healthy. Um, the, one of the resources that I found was a lot of uh, dietitians on Instagram and one in particular, she's a prenatal dietitian and I'll link her details in the description of this podcast, but she has a ton of different resources on there that help you fuel your body so that you're also fueling your baby. Now, the cool thing is that your baby will actually just take whatever they need from you, even if you're not eating that specific food. Um, So if you already have it stored up, right, like we have stores of all of these things in our body, if you already have it stored up, they're just going to take it from what you have. But like if you're not eating it, then you're not replenishing it. And then you're the one that's going to be depleted, not the baby, right? You're not like necessarily hurting the baby unless you're super, super low in something. You're hurting yourself because (laughs) that baby is going to take whatever they need and however much of it that they need. So um, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, But then just like other things like um, I don't even want to touch on them because you will learn when you're pregnant, your doctor will tell you and it's always changing the The biggest advice I would give you is to not Google things. Now, I don't know if every single doctor does this, but I have the feature of being able to message my doctor non-urgent medical questions. So whenever I would like think of something like, oh, can I eat this or can I do this? Um, I would just message her right away. And in 24 to 48 hours, she would respond to me with a you know, a research-based answer. And so then I didn't have to dive into Google because what I found about Google was that it would just scare me more than it would help me because there's so much information out there. And like, there's one page that you're reading that says, yes, absolutely do this. And then another page that says like, you're killing your baby. Why would you ever, you know? So it's just like, (laughs) I just was like, I can't. You know, like you're vulnerable as a pregnant woman, like you're going through all these different changes. You have all these raging hormones. The last thing that you need is this, this abundance of information that has no fact or rhyme or reason to it. Right. So I just went straight to my doctor. If you don't have that, like you can also just, you know, save the questions for your appointments and my, at least my doctor is totally down to answer any of my questions at the appointments as well. So I would highly recommend just not going on Google, trusting your instinct, and asking your doctor. All right, so the next trimester, second trimester. Oh, the first trimester also, you're, you're, you don't really have a bump, so you're not really like showing. I had like the acne and all these other different things that were happening on the outside, but as far as like the bump, like you don't really see the bump until later on. I think you see it earlier on with like the second and third and further pregnancies, but the first one, it's very, very minimal. So no one really knows you're pregnant unless you tell them. Um, number two, trimester number two. So the biggest help I found, so again, all these narratives in the mom world and pregnancy. So we're all about taking care of this kid, right? Like we're all take care of the baby, feed this for the baby, and uh, you know, learn all the things you need to do to take care of the baby. I love that. Obviously that's needed and necessary and amazing. But like, again, what about the mom? Like, what about the freaking body that is growing this baby, right? Like, what about her? And there was just kind of this narrative that like, you're never going to feel yourself again. You're, you're going to be changed forever. You're going to, you know, have all of these different ailments after having a kid. It's really hard on your body and all these different things, which I know are true. Like they're very, or some of them are true. Like, obviously this is very hard on your body. Like I said, the baby takes whatever it needs from the mom. Um, so I mean, you're going to be very depleted on the other side of pregnancy, not even to add the traumatic experience of having a baby come out of your yuha and, you know, all that comes with that. And obviously growing the baby for nine months, carrying it, all the different changes that are happening in your body. Those are going to happen. But like, I'm over here like, okay, so we know that this is just like a very intense experience for a body to go through, for a human being to go through. So yes, we talk about postnatal 
depression, but that's about it. And that's very common. And I'm glad that again, that that's being talked about, but like there's other things going on here too. And so when I started diving into this, I found out that there's a doctor that's actually studying this and he has developed the postnatal depletion cure. So he actually wrote a book on all the different things that you can do to get your body back to um, healthy and fully functional after having babies because he had a wife or he has a wife and she has three kids and he saw her just diminishing every single kid that they had she would come out the other side just less and less of herself um you know just no energy all these different things that we just chalk up as normal and just part of having kids it's like well yeah i mean they're normal as in they happen but that doesn't mean that they need to stay that way i was just so pissed off that people were just like oh yep that's just how it is and i'm like no 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 like let's figure this shit out because I am not just going to accept that as my new normal, as like a lower operating version of myself. Like I'm just not. So this book was really, really helpful. Everything that he's put out is amazing. He's really attacking this narrative and I highly recommend it. Um, But yeah, so I've been diving into that. Uh, other things in the second trimester, we had our gender reveal, which was so fun. Um, we are going through this pregnancy during the coronavirus pandemic. So we were really careful about that. And um, we had some friends over, but mostly everyone was on the Zoom call, which is still really fun. My husband is a avid golfer. He's actually golfing right now. Um <laughs> And so we got some golf balls off of Amazon and we had one of our friends read the envelope after the ultrasound. And so he hit a golf ball and it exploded blue. And I had convinced him that it was a girl because I had this feeling that it was a girl. I don't know if it's, I don't know why, because it wasn't right. Um, But he was so stoked that he just literally started sprinting around the, the yard. And you know, like those videos where you're like, you hug and you cry. No, he was sprinting around the yard. He chest bumped his best friend. It was so cute, but it was like, dude, over here, like, give me a hug. Uh, but he was just so, he's like, well, you told me it was a girl. Like, I was so convinced it's a boy. And like, obviously we're down to have either a boy or a girl, but like, obviously dudes are like stoked to have a little best friend. Um, so we did that. Um, Another thing, obviously, before that, we had the anatomy exam where they go in ultrasound, they go through all of the different anatomy, making sure everything's okay and functioning the way it should and growing the way it should. Sadly, Ryan couldn't come to that, which I think I could go into, but I think that that's actually insane that... He couldn't come to that because, I mean, you guys, we all know that, like, one person can't make a baby by themselves. So I think that's really kind of just backwards that, like, I mean, if I'm able to be there, like, he should be able to be there, in my opinion. So I thought that was really nutso, but... Anyways, they changed that policy, like, as soon as, uh, like, after our appointment, which really stinks, but whatever. He's been able to come to more appointments now after that appointment, but that would have been really cool to be able to see your first child on an ultrasound, but whatever. We have pictures. I FaceTimed him. It works out. Okay, another resource that I found. So I honestly, the second trimester is all it's cracked up to be. Like you're not big yet, so you're not like necessarily uncomfortable. Your symptoms from the first trimester and all the different like hormones and changes that happen because it's all coming in at once um, have kind of subsided, at least for me. Like I no longer had morning sickness. I didn't have, you know, I got my energy back. My body was changing, but like not like super fast or like uncomfortable, like I said. So um, I I started to die, taking this time of feeling good. I started to dive into like all of like the pregnancy videos, the preparing for birth, labor, and a newborn um, videos. So I found YouTube to be super, super helpful. Um, 
I'm actually starting my YouTube channel inspired by how helpful it was in this season of my life. I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel, but after seeing how useful it is, and I feel like I now have a tribe of women that are like supporting me, even though I don't have anyone in my life that's going through this season, I don't feel alone because of these women. And so if I can give that to another woman, I it's more than worth it for me to figure out how to freaking do YouTube. So stay tuned um but anyways um one of the things that i found on youtube and instagram was this woman called taking care of babies that's not her name but that's like her um course that she's created that um is goes through like taking care of a newborn and then it goes through like how to sleep train or what to expect when you're sleep training all of these different things really it's ultimately to get the baby to sleep um more effectively and you know really just maximize the sleep um as much as you can and just like teaches you how to do that like the different methods so we purchased that and it was great very much recommend that i'll link her stuff below so you can find her but taking care of babies highly recommend um what are other changes that happened in the second trimester oh sleeping Sleeping different was really hard for me. It was a really hard adjustment. Um, like I said, I never really had to think about how I was going to sleep when I was pregnant because I wasn't planning this and I had never really dove into pregnancy. But apparently, you can't sleep on your back and obviously you can't sleep on your stomach. So, I definitely sleep on my back and my stomach. <laughs> and so, I had to adjust to sleeping on my side. Uh, it was just hard like even in the first second trimester sleeping on my side was hard not even with the weight of the baby yet coming on it was just like I am not used to this so I just bought a pregnancy pillow right away because it kept me from going on my back or my belly really helpful highly recommend those um and then now in the third trimester like they're I need them because like I'm so big and uncomfortable they're like the only thing that helps um, so that was different. Um, I felt the first kicks. So I think around like 20 weeks, I think I should have wrote all of this down, but, um, I felt the first like kicks and what they felt like were like butterflies in my stomach. So trippy. I literally can't think about it for that long or else I get like, so just like overwhelmed by the fact that there is a baby in my stomach that is like alive and growing and it's insane. If you just think about it for a second, you guys, like, let's just think about it. What? Like, every single person that you see in a, your day has come from a uterus in a woman. We've all come from vaginas. <laughs> like, just think about that. Like, get over it and then think about it and, like, whoa. Like, whoa. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, okay and in the second trimester your bump starts to get a little bit more noticeable so people start people don't ask because like that's kind of another thing people aren't supposed to do because like I mean the last thing you want is someone to ask you if you're pregnant if you're not pregnant that would really not be okay um but you start to notice it more I had to adjust my um clothing and all of that stuff so like I said we got pregnant um before the coronavirus but like right after um, we got pregnant and like in my first trimester the coronavirus hit hard and we were like quarantining at home and so I ate everything and all things <laughs> so actually in your first trimester you only need to eat like a hundred more calories and I just was eating not because I was pregnant just because of the coronavirus I was eating so much so I gained a lot of weight in the first trimester and um, so what I would say with that is like your body is changing a ton when you're pregnant. Like I said, I had acne, I had all these hormones, I had morning sickness, I wasn't feeling myself. And then I also had this added weight gain and like obviously a belly and I wasn't able to like work out as intensely and do yoga. And so I was just like not feeling myself. And then all of a sudden my clothes obviously stopped fitting. And so what I would say is like, yes, I know that there's women out there that never had to buy maternity clothes and blah, 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 like cool power to you. But what I would say is like, don't take that on. Like 
the best thing that I did was went out and just bought comfy sweats and comfy like t-shirts and biker shorts and yeah I didn't necessarily go ham on just maternity clothes because I wanted to be able to like wear them after the fact because I want to spend a bunch of money on a season of my life um but I definitely went out and found things that were felt good to me that I felt good in because the last thing you need is to try to be squeezing into your pre-baby clothes and just make yourself feel miserable just because Sally never had to buy maternity pants like get just find pants that fit you and feel good to you because you're gonna just be so much happier and like you're already vulnerable like don't be putting that ish on you okay anyways (laughs) next trimester so the final trimester I am still in it obviously I'm 34 weeks usually um like you have you go to like 40 weeks you can go up to 42 weeks especially with your first baby they say you go longer than you would with your second or third or um future pregnancies so um I still got a ways to go but we're like about a month out and so I'm just going to give you what I've experienced so far. So um, I'm uncomfortable all of the time. Um, again, like a total, like you obviously see pregnant women and you just see the big belly, right? So like all the stages before that, I was like, wait, why am I not big and uncomfortable? And why doesn't my back ache? Like, you know, like there's a lot of pregnancy where you're not really like that big like you definitely have a growing baby in your stomach and you can see it but like it's not like you're just like this round basketball third trimester that starts to happen he starts to gain weight um a lot so before this your baby's kind of like a skeleton and they're just like developing all the internal organs and all the different functions and then in the third trimester as far as i know i think they just start packing on the pounds and they get a little bit more beefy so that's why you get like a lot bigger and other reasons because I am not a medical professional and I am talking about things like I know them. <laughs> Anyways, I got super uncomfortable. So like just sitting down for a long time, I've been working my entire pregnancy and my I work at a desk. So um, I would have to get up and just like walk around. Obviously, you pee a lot. That's another thing from the first trimester. You pee a lot, which I didn't really understand because I'm like, this thing is a, the size of a seed. But it's cool because why that happens is because the baby is actually like really low and back in your in your uterus to protect itself so it's just like it's so cool because like oftentimes women don't know that they're pregnant and back in the day they were like you know working hard labor like you know so the baby is protecting itself back and down in your body so that like if you were to hit your stomach nothing would happen um and like it's just full of fluid so that your baby would just be so protected which is really cool but also means that the baby is on top of your bladder and you have to pee all the time then in the third trimester your baby's big so again even if it isn't super low it's pushing on your bladder so you have to pee all the time Besides that, you're also, like, just uncomfortable sitting. So, like, we went on a road trip to our baby shower, which was about five hours away. And I was throwing an entire fit. Like, I was so uncomfortable. I could not get comfortable in the car. And I'm so used to just, like, passing out in the car and sleeping the entire road trip. And this whole time, I was just like, oh, I can't get comfortable. (laughs) So that's a real thing. Um, Then we had a baby shower, which was amazing. My mom put it on for us and um, Ryan's whole family came. My side of the family came and it was just a good time to like be at the lake and share time with each other. We played some games and yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I packed my hospital bag. I honestly think I might have done that in the second trimester or maybe even the first because as soon as I started watching YouTube videos... There was a lot of women that were, um, you know, making this video of what's in my hospital bag. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I just need to pack it now. So (laughs) I've had that packed for quite a while. Um, And then I just recently started getting heartburn, which is a very normal thing to get in pregnancy, especially in the third trimester. So like if I eat something and then I lay down, um, it feels like I'm like burping it up and like it's kind of like... acid reflux kind of dealio um it's not too intense and I'm not worried about it obviously but it's definitely a thing 
Um, and then some other things that we've gone to are like some, we went to a taking care of baby um, class at the hospital. Um, but because I've been watching all these YouTube videos, I knew everything that they said. So everything that they like um, covered in that in that class, I had already found um, on YouTube. And there's honestly those classes, those exact classes that are taught on YouTube nowadays. So um I'm not going to tell you what to do, but like, I wouldn't say that the classes are necessarily um, required if you're going to just do this stuff at home, which is pretty cool. So, um, what else? Oh, so Shannon Tripp, she is a pediatric ER nurse. She has been a nurse for 10 years. She has four kids and she is a godsend you guys she created a course so she was a pediatric er nurse so she's seeing all of these babies come in for all these different reasons and she's realizing that wow moms like obviously want to take care of their babies and are very like attuned to their baby's needs but there's this huge educational gap right first off on one side they're coming in for things that they don't need to come in for and then on the other side they're coming in really late for things that they should have been in here the moment they figured it out, right? The moment they saw something wrong. But it's like, we're not taught as mothers what to do, right? We have our mom instinct, you know, we we have our best intentions, but like, we're not like medical professional. like unless you're an ER nurse or you're a pediatric nurse or doctor or, you know, educated in that era, arena, <laughs> Um, like you don't know this stuff, right? You don't know what to look for. You don't know when it's serious or when it's not serious. So she is a godsend because she created a course that is supposed to, that does bridge the gap for moms to know when to be worried and when to stay at home and be able to take care of their kids at home and not have to, you know, pay those medical bills, um, which is beautiful, beautiful. I already started it. It's expensive. She has a lot of different, um, uh, ways to get a discount um, like sometimes she'll put on like a little promo or I think if you subscribe to her newsletter you can also get a discount um, but it's worth every single cent because she goes over everything that's super common in babies and newborns and just kids um, like from coughs and puking to croup and fevers and you know sinus infections and all of these different things and like what to look for and when to bring your baby in and when you can just stay at home and what you can do at home so she has all these different natural remedies and supplements that you can take at home to give to your baby um just so many different things that she tells you what you can do and it's really empowering so that you don't like Another thing I learned with the postnatal depletion is it's actually freaking amazing and I'm going to butcher this so don't take it as necessarily fact but what I learned was that when you become pregnant you actually your brain gets 5% smaller while you're pregnant that's like part of like the pregnancy you know you hear about the pregnancy like uh I'm doing it right now where you can't think of something <laughs> pregnancy fog um it's a thing and partly because your brain actually gets smaller five percent is like a big difference and it does that because then once you have the baby you get this five percent back but it's entirely different and it's geared towards taking care of your baby so it's actually like those instincts you may not have now they're gonna come your brain is actually going to develop them and part of that is this hyperactivity right you have to be hyper aware of your baby because they can't talk they can't tell you what to do so you are very attentive you see moms you know watching their kid and then all of a sudden they're doing the heimlich and you're like wait the heimlich they're doing back blows and you're like wait how do you even know that your baby was choking right like moms are just in tune and that is developed through pregnancy but with that there's this very vulnerable piece where you can get too hyperactive right you can get in this anxious everything is a threat kind of mindset which is very normal if you and and like duh if you don't have the education behind what to do it can be a very scary time right you're trying to keep this human being alive and you know little to nothing about you know medical emergencies so I just found this to be this medical medical emergency course 
to be just so helpful and I think it's going to really really help me not get into an anxiety mindset and anxious mindset where I can just relax and also take care of my baby and know that I'm doing what's best for my baby and not have to you know always be so anxious and worked up about things like she even goes into like head injuries like obviously our babies are like trying to walk and like literally trying to kill themselves (laughs) um like every single day because they can't walk yet and they think that they can or they're hanging on to something or they fall off this and like she's like it's not if they're gonna get a head head injury it's when they're gonna fall right so just having all these different tools that she provided was I think I would pay millions of dollars for so yeah I will link all of the resources that I found super helpful I'm gonna even link all the instagrammers and the youtubers that I found super helpful Um, I know this was super long and again like this is my experience and yes a lot of these things like I'm not I'm not obsessed with pregnancy (laughs) like I'm not gonna say that I love pregnancy because I don't I don't like being pregnant but obviously once the baby comes and even now like it's gonna be all worth it and beyond it's incredible that our bodies can even do this in nine ten months um it's insane like it only takes nine months to grow a human being that's not a long time right so I think I'm gonna look back at this and how dramatic I was and be like okay sister that really wasn't that bad and now you have the best gift of your entire life but I'm just trying to be real I'm just trying to say that it's not just like oh boom you get pregnant and then you have a baby like that's just not how it goes like there's a lot that the mom goes through a lot of sacrifices that are being made and I think it's it's amazing, beautiful, and hard in all its glory. <laughs> so I hope this helped you. Um, this is my story again. I'm super excited. Our baby is due on September 28th of 2020. Um, we have just a little over a month left before we get to meet our little baby. Um, I'm already ready. I have everything that we need. The nursery is set up. I have the stroller, the car seat, all of the things um already ready to go because I have friends and family that have gone like a month early or a couple weeks early so I'm like okay I just need to have everything ready so I can just wait it out and um I've worked out another thing to add in here I have worked out through my entire pregnancy um there's ton of different like pregnancy uh programming out there like that um, other pregnant women have developed like workout programs that are safe for each trimester I have been doing like a bar program that is very low impact um, and so there's like no jumping or like really like strenuous workouts Um, but recently in the third trimester I've gotten a little bit more tired and uncomfortable so I think once I do hit that like okay I can't do these anymore I'm just gonna start walking Um, and that's another thing. So, okay, sorry, this is so long, but I just want to touch on this. So since I couldn't, you know, have my glass of wine or go to my hot yoga class or do a really intense workout, I had to find other ways to love myself and to not just love myself, but well, yeah, love myself in the way that I find peace, right? I find that place of relaxation and set aside time to, um, take care of myself. And those were my ways of doing it. And so I had to figure out new ways and little things like taking baths is next level i found this magnesium bath salt magnesium is naturally um it will naturally put you to sleep and the first time that i took this bath i was like ryan you need to carry me to bed because i cannot get up there myself i'm already sleeping it was so good next level um but a lot of women struggle with sleeping in pregnancy so that i highly recommend that um other things just like walking that's why I brought this up is because just going on walks leaving our phone at home Ryan and I will just leave our phones at home and we'll go on a walk with our doggy named Stoney and we just like are super present like we're noticing what the weather's like um you know what the sounds are are there birds um you know how our how our body feels while we're walking um the temperature Sorry, burped again. 
the temperature on our skin like we're just really really present and in our bodies and yes sometimes we'll have like deep conversations sometimes we'll have surface conversations but sometimes we're just in silence and we're just noticing the present moment and I cannot tell you how therapeutic that is um yeah there's next level and then obviously you're getting your body moving and it feels good to walk um so we've been going on pretty long walks which it just feels so good I highly recommend them and then I still meditate like I said I change the products that I use on my skin and on my body and on my uh my like all of our appliances and all like the cleaning supplies they're definitely non-toxic now and I love it that I've now been inspired to pay more attention to that stuff um I've always paid attention to or not always but I for a long time I've paid attention to what's going in my body but never really what was going on my body and I think that's that's fine because I think small little steps of becoming healthier and healthier is the way to get there not trying to take it all on at once but I felt really really confident in what I'm putting in my body so I thought it was the perfect time to start paying attention to what was going on my body as far as skincare and products and all the different things that I use um, in a day to keep clean and fresh so even like our detergent and like our soaps and all like literally everything you guys I have transitioned to being a healthier version non-toxic sustainable good for the environment all that stuff um yeah other than that I think that's my entire pregnancy experience now I'm gonna make a podcast from like all the different perspectives of like having a newborn and just all the things that come up along the way but I hope this helps somebody out there if you're expecting a baby congrats I'm so proud of you I'm so excited for you um if you're struggling getting pregnant I am so with you I can't imagine what that feels like um and just know that there's so many supports out there and if you're experiencing a miscarriage you guys, that is so common. I want to say it's like one in five, yet you still feel like you're one in a million because it's not talked about enough. It's not it's not known enough. I don't think there's enough help out there. I hope that you're seeking help. I hope that you're getting the care and the love that you need. I hope that you know it's not your fault and that it's a very normal thing that happens and you know, I hope that you get to have the family that you want in the future, whether whatever avenue that is. Um, but I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I'll see you again soon.